episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast, and I will get us started with with. Let me start that over. I am all over the place today. You're good. Wisconsin weather has me just all over the place. So, let me do that again. Hey, what's up? Hello, this is Abby Cubana coming back at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge Podcast. I am coming at you with Kevin, Paul, Mary. Kevin, how are you today? I am doing so well. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to chat and see where we go with our conversation. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I know our unladies, ladies, and gentlemen alike are excited for this podcast. I understand we are going to be talking consistency and vulnerability. I am stoked. I hope you guys are as well. Now, Kevin, I understand that there are a bunch of different definitions, person to person, as of what consistency means to them. What does it mean to you? Consistency to me means taking every opportunity you can to create and sustain momentum. So, yeah, doing something as often as you can to ultimately get the results that you want faster uh, at a deeper level or at a greater level. So, yeah, consistency is doing something every day. That's my definition. Do it every single day because if you do it every day, you're going to get better results if you do. Dope. Absolutely dope. And why is it so important to our listeners? Yeah, there's there's so many reasons. It's it's something that runs so very deep. But the simplest form is this. I cannot do the splits right now. If I was to try to do the splits, things would most likely go horribly wrong. Oh, but, absolutely. Right? <laughs> but if you and I said, you know what? Over the next 365 days, every single day, you and I are going to practice splits for 15 minutes. I'm willing to bet. By this time next year, we'd be able to do it. But if we if we only did five days a week, the odds go down. If we did three days a week, the odds go down. If we only practice one day a week for the next three hundred and sixty or the next fifty two weeks, the odds of us being able to do it are way less. Think of it. That's, that 52, is so true. Fifty two times versus three hundred and sixty five times. That's that literally is so true. Five or six x, maybe seven x. That is so true. And you know what? I think I like my odds better if I do something 365 times, get better at it, and, you know, maybe not the splits, that's a little intimidating, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, like you said, the odds of, of doing it one time right here, right now, horrendously wrong, but the odds of succeeding at something a year from now, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Putting yeah. that into perspective. Now, vulnerability, what is vulnerability to you, and what is the importance of being vulnerable because I think that word alone is so intimidating especially to now I'm, I don't mean to call them out but my male listeners have been like Cubana why do I want to listen to a podcast about vulnerability like this is not something that I'm going to be listening to and I was like you know give it a shot you might be surprised what what how can you put that in perspective for our listeners yeah the simplest thing for me to say is vulnerability is truth so if you are okay. living vulnerably, you are living in your truth. And I've got that too, where a lot of usually masculine, usually a lot of men, they say, ah, that's not for me. And I always say, uh, do you want your relationship to be the best it possibly can with whoever it okay. is, Wh- whoever your partner is, whatever your relationships are, whatever your family is like, whatever your friends are like, then vulnerability is the way. If you really want to have a deep, passionate, intimate relationship with anybody, not, I'm not even talking just purely sexual. 
you have to live in the truth. And that is what vulnerability will do for you. But it starts with you being vulnerable with yourself. What are my actual feelings? How am I feeling? What am I scared of? What am I insecure about? Vulnerability starts within and then through bravery and, and courage, you can start to you know, lean into other people to be vulnerable with them as well. I like the way that you put that. I So everybody here knows that I am a social media junkie. I like pick up on quotes and things like that, on different memes, gifts, whatever. And I came across this one years ago now, and it said, out of your vulnerabilities will come your strength. And do you feel that there is any way to succeed in strength within these relationships, whether it's you know with your significant other, whether it's within your family unit, without that sense of vulnerability. No, I really, one of my favorite quotes, This I definitely made a meme out of this in the past, the level of your relationships are directly connected to the level of vulnerability in them. If you want to have an amazing relationship, I think it requires you to be vulnerable because you're going to connect at a deeper level. So, but this is the one thing I'll say, and I say this to people all the time, especially if, if it's a, a male perspective, being, cor- being courageous is something that you must do if you want to be vulnerable. It requires strength. It's, it's a challenge. It's not easy. Yes. Being vulnerable is not a weakness. It is a strength. Not 100%. I think a lot of people have connected it to weakness because it's feelings and it's emotions. Well, the reason it's hard to do is because it's challenging and it takes courage. So I like to flip that. If you're vulnerable, you're brave, not the other way around. Okay, okay, sir, you guys heard it here. It is a strength right there. How can people be more vulnerable? What steps can they take to be more vulnerable and more confident in that vulnerability? Number one, you have to check in with yourself. So how honest am I with myself? How aware of my own insecurities, fears, excuses, whatever it may be? How aware am I of them? And this is the interesting thing. You have to check in with the people around you because if you have judgmental, harsh people around you, it's going to be very, very challenging for you to be vulnerable. There has to be a level of trust. So you start with something very, very small. Who is the person that you trust at the deepest level that you could go to and you could share just a little bit? Just something very, very, very minor. doesn't have to be something super deep. And this is the other thing too. You have to make sure that when you're sharing from a place of vulnerability, you're sharing scars, not open wounds. If something just happened to you, that's probably something that you should reflect on. You should let sit for a while. You should explore long before you start sharing it with other people. It has to be a scar where you can actually talk about it and reflect on it without re-triggering yourself, without re-traumatizing yourself. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, and it's almost a little bit... A little bit scary on that perspective because I'm definitely one of those people where I I am teeter-tottering on that that fine line of am I sharing open wounds am I sharing am I sharing scars so I I appreciate that that answer there of course um why is self-awareness so important couple things number one at the end of the day The reason so many of us are getting or not getting the results that we want or don't want in life is because we might not be aware of ourselves. We might not understand what's actually happening. So one of the things I like to to explain or express, I had a very unique moment one time. I was working out with a couple of my buddies in the gym. And when I'm in the gym, I'm very high confidence. 
I've been in the gym for a long time. That's one of my places where I feel comfortable. Right. But after our workout, we started talking about business and I immediately got super insecure. I got super shelly. I was reverting and I started to find myself making my business partner and our friend the villain because how dare you be way more confident than I am and make me feel bad rather than me saying, oh, they've just studied this longer than I, I villainize them. That level of self-awareness and understanding, wait, 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 this is me projecting my insecurities on them. That could potentially save a relationship. That could save a a lot of things. So at the end of the day, self-awareness is your ability to accurately understand yourself at the deepest of layers and the deepest levels. With that, you can understand everything at a deeper level. Without that, I think it's very hard to take ownership for what's yours and then give credit to other people. Self-awareness is knowing yourself. And when you know yourself, everything else starts to make more sense. And you can you can make a bigger impact understanding yourself at a deeper level. That's what I would say. Okay. How much... Now, this is this is a Courtney question here. How much does ego tend to play in any of these aspects? How much does that tend to kind of get in the way of these different aspects and avenues? Yeah. So it's important to understand that ego, although it has a very negative connotation, mm-hmm. ego's job is to protect us. It's basically, oh. it's set up where your ego protects you from the truth when you don't feel ready for the truth yet. Okay. And oftentimes, I think ego can also be you being self-deprecating or you being insecure. That's still your ego. It's just the opposite side. It's not the arrogant side of your ego. So ego plays a huge role in things because if you're not viewing yourself accurately, everything gets thrown off. And if somebody is, say somebody is very confident, you don't feel confident enough. Your ego is going to come in to protect you, and it's going to make that person be the villain. That person is bad because they make me feel bad about my lack of understanding on whatever the topic is. The ego is such an important thing to understand, but back to your point, Courtney, that's where the self-awareness comes from. When I did this interview, I felt super comfortable. Why? When I did this interview, I was super nervous before. Why? Okay, let me figure that out. Oh, because the guest with somebody who is famous. Okay, what does that mean? It really, if you can ask yourself why, just more often, I I won't even give you a number of times, if you can just ask yourself why more often than you are now, you will become more self-aware as long as you can stick with the courage of answering why. Perfect. Love it. Absolutely love it. What is something you wish you knew now, or something you wish you knew then that you know now? I wish I understood the human capability to change. I had such a fixed mindset when I was younger where I didn't understand the importance of learning. It was just like a disconnect for me. If I learn from this book, I don't understand how that's going to help me as a human being. That would be the the biggest thing for me is you are not stuck as the version of you that you are today. You just probably one of two things. You haven't learned the necessary tools to evolve or you haven't given the correct amount of time for the evolution to take place. Time, time, time. Time is something you cannot account for with a lot of growth. So, yeah, it would be that. Just because you are the way you are today does not mean you must be the way you are today forever. 
wonderful. I was actually just having that conversation with a young man today, and he was making the point of so many people see me as this younger version of myself that I feel like I'm always going to be stuck in this younger version of myself. Am I always going to be viewed as this person I was 10 years ago, five years ago? And I feel like we're all capable of change. I feel like we're all capable of moving on, but is the world always going to be ready for these new and evolved versions of ourselves? So that's a wonderful point. Can someone really succeed without struggle? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're in a very unique time where I believe if you look at entrepreneurship and self-help and personal development, personal growth, five to 10 years ago, there was a lot of hustle, grind your face off, don't sleep, sleep doesn't matter. That's not accurate. That's not true. I think then the pendulum naturally swung to only do what feels right, only do what's in alignment, only do what you want to do, and you shouldn't have to work to succeed. I genuinely don't think that's true either. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle where, and this is my one of my favorite questions, how aligned is your grind? How aligned is the work that you're doing? Because your grind is easier for you if it's aligned. For me, we can do seven podcast episodes a week, and then I'm on 10 to 15 other shows. I do more podcast episodes in a week than some people do in a year, but it's because I am in, I've done this for so long that for me, that grind is just a little bit easier. Where Courtney, if you said, I want you to paint 20 pictures or paint 20 paintings this month, no way. That's, right. that's not a line. There's no way I could do that like a painter could. So I really think that anything great, let me, let me rephrase, anything greater than you currently have most likely will create the possibility to encounter resistance. Resistance creates struggle. Struggle creates you getting results. So yeah, I, I don't think you can really succeed without struggle. And I think if you are trying to, you're probably leaving a lot of potential on the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that brings me to my next question, actually. You've done well over a thousand podcasts. What have you learned in that time of doing so many? Because let me tell you, I'm doing like five a day and I'm like, oh my gosh, how do people do this? What is it that you've learned in doing so many? Yeah, this is, this is something that I really connected recently. On the day-to-day, you, you cannot recognize progress. On the day-to-day, progress is nearly invisible on the year to year progress is you can't ignore if you tried it's like it's right there it's obvious that's probably the thing that i've learned the most usually when i get asked that my my natural tendency is to say okay what lesson have i learned from one of our guests and i think the understanding for me is i've learned way more about myself than i have anything else just because when you're in front of the camera for as many hours you're going to make mistakes and you're going to say, I really wish I would have said that better. And I need to stop saying, um, and like, or whatever it is. So yeah, on the day to day, it does not seem like you are making any progress. It doesn't seem like you're accomplishing anything, but when you look back and you compare this year to last, the progress is absolutely amazing. Phenomenal. I love it. What is the best piece of advice that you have been given throughout your career and who gave it to you? Mm, that's a great question. 
the best piece of advice I would say my my business partner, he's my mentor, but he's my business partner and he's become my best friend over the years. He said it's it's a long game. He said do not expect to win anytime soon. We're not going to win this year or next year or the year after. We'll win. We will be more successful in in 50 years than anybody we know, but in the next 5 it's not going to look like a lot is happening. I I've had a really new understanding of perspective and time and consistency and that's why that's why I talk about it so often is because if you can really understand that if you do something every day for the next like 10 years, I know that seems super overwhelming. So even every day for the next seven, try that. Imagine doing something seven days in a row. Imagine how much easier it would be to do it on the eighth and how many more results you would get if you did it consistently. That understanding that success, accomplishment, progress, results, they are all a long, long game. That's helped me a lot. And this is an analogy I use. If I called up Courtney and I said, hey, we're going for a run tomorrow, you're going to ask me a couple of questions. You're going to say where, when, and how far. How far is this run going to be? If I told you it was a sprint, you're going to pack different shoes, you're going to pack different clothes, you're going to pack a different amount of water, whatever it is. But if I tell you it's a marathon, you can prepare accordingly. A lot of us think our success is going to be a sprint, and it's not. It's going to be a marathon. So when we get to the end of the first mile, we think we should be done. But in reality, we're just getting started. So that's an important perspective for me. That is a very important perspective. I think when we look at success, especially for for my own ladies who are looking at their own businesses, we have so many who are starting their own businesses, who are starting their own journeys and adventures, whatever they may be, they're all so so hard on themselves and I always try to remind themselves you're your own worst critic you don't have to be so hard on yourself when it comes to success whatever it means to you just because it's not here right now just because it's not here tomorrow or in the next week don't be so tough on yourself it's it's gonna happen for you don't give up on yourself like he said it's a marathon not a sprint just just be patient with it that is one thing I, and I know I talk about this in so many of my podcasts, but I have that imposter syndrome myself where it's like, okay, just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. So I so appreciate that perspective. Um, what is your biggest fear? Oh man. Uh, rejection, being left behind is a huge fear of mine that, and that motivates me, but it's also, it's also a challenge and then failure, just not not being successful. One of my biggest fears when I started this was having to stop. I just want to make enough money to get to the end of the month. I remember that for a long time. It was, I need to get another client because I need to make it to the end of the month. I just got to make it to the end of the month. I'm, I'm so afraid somebody's going to come take this from me. So rejection, being left behind and failure are definitely my top three. Planes and sharks, a close fourth and fifth. Planes and sharks. You know what though? I cannot even blame the planes and sharks because I have, like, some crazy, crazy phobias myself, like, silence and worms. Mm-hmm. And people are like, worms? Really? And I'm like, it's just that weird little noise they make when you accidentally step on them and you don't realize they're there and then they pop and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, I definitely, definitely can relate on the phobias and everything. Um, what is some advice that you have for our listeners before we wrap up? Any tips, tricks, advice, guidance? Because let's face it, 
all of your wisdom has been invaluable today. What advice can you give them? I would say, and I try to keep it as simple as possible because I realize it's about taking a new action today, not changing your life tomorrow. That really is what self-improvement is. So I would say after you listen to this episode, depending on when it is, if it's in the morning, you can do this now. If it's late in the evening, do this tomorrow. Three habits you can pick up easily, very, very easily. Number one, when you wake up in the morning, just weigh yourself. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. Just weigh yourself so you will have what we talked about earlier, awareness. You'll have an awareness of what's happening and where the number is going. Second thing, track your finances. So just look at your bank statement, write down the number every day. Just do this for seven days. Is the number going up? Is the number going down? Is it going down very quickly? Is it going up very quickly? Awesome. And then the last thing is before you go to bed or whenever, but before you go to bed is a good way to bookend it. Say one thing that you're grateful for about your partner. Or if you're riding solo, say one thing that you're grateful for about yourself. Those are one habit under health, one habit under wealth, one habit under love. If you can do those, just get into the routine of doing those, your awareness will be raised and then you'll have new opportunities based on that awareness. Excellent. I absolutely love that. And getting into a habit, a routine, that is something that we try to not enforce in the lounge, but something we try to just let our own ladies know, hey, let's just get into a habit, into a routine and get started on some sort of path. It really does just empower you that much more. So that is awesome. I, you guys heard it here. It was not just me being the crazy lady <laughs> telling you guys something just to say it. So I, I'm not just that person. Where can my audience find more of you, your work, and follow any socials, anything like that? Where can they find more? Thank you. I always recommend people go listen to the podcast. That's where you're going to learn the most about us. It's always free. So our podcast is Next Level University. We do an episode every single day. We are on all the podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And then if you have any questions or you need any help, please just never hesitate to reach out. My handle is at NeverQuickKid on Instagram. Awesome. For everybody who missed that, you already know, I will link all of that in the description box below. Do not hesitate to look them up. We will get it out there. Thank you so much to our own ladies. Thank you to Kevin. Of course. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, you already know, I love y'all fiercely. <laughs>